Hello and welcome to this At Any Rate podcast. I'm Arindam Sandilia from JP Morgan's FX strategy team in Singapore. And I have today with me my colleague Ben Shatil in Tokyo to discuss this week in currencies. So an extremely eventful week in FX land, primarily in the form of a sharp pullback in the dollar that uh, arguably started in your neck of the woods, Ben, uh, when the Japanese MOF intervened to sell dollar-yen late on Friday last week. And since then, we've seen some sort of political resolution in the UK on Monday that further took out some risk premium in the sterling. Then we got the largest one-day plunge in dollar CNY on Tuesday, And all of this against an underlying subtext of dovish central bank rate hikes, um, all of which combined to give us this uh, 2% plus pullback in the DXY on the week. It's partially reversed, but uh, it sets us up very interestingly going into a pivotal FOMC meeting next week. So a fair bit to discuss. And and maybe we start from the beginning, Ben. Um, What did you make of that MOF intervention? It wasn't even a one-shot intervention, was it? Uh, there were reports that uh, they came in again uh, earlier this week, perhaps in smaller clips. Were you surprised by that action, or does it all make sense in the context of the Bank of Japan uh, policy hold today? Okay, yeah, thanks, Ari. I mean, my interpretation of the the kind of the acceleration that we've had in FX intervention, uh, not just this week, but towards the, the end of last week as well, was a bit of a warning shot, I think, ahead of this week's BOJ meeting. So we had, we think, something like five, five and a half trillion yen of, of, of purchases last Friday, um, another one trillion or so of yen purchases uh, Monday morning. And I think, you know, given the unchanged outcome from the BOJ today, the intent was probably to deter the market from dragging dolly and higher um, if Corona, you know, repeated his kind of dovish showing, which indeed he did. So why was that the objective? Well, I think what the MOF, the BOJ, were trying to do was avoid the the kind of the awkward September mix of both a dovish BOJ and a hawkish MOF on the same day. So we've got BOJ event risk out of the way for now. Um, and I suspect, given that's the case, the frequency, the force of intervention is, is likely to ease off a bit. You know, we're not going to be burning sort of $100 billion clips um, every other week from here on. But I think the only other point I want to make is that even though the BOJ was dovish today, um, there were some signs of change. One of them was in the revision higher to the CPI forecasts. And for those who kind of like to get into the weeds, if you look at the BOJ's dot plot, so it's its graph of inflation forecasts uh, for this year, seven of the nine dots on that chart uh, were labeled in terms of uh, having inf- having upside risk to the inflation forecast. So too soon for a BOJ move this week, but I think the direction of travel is, is pretty clear. So Ari, let me flip this back to you, because I think, you know, alongside the MOF's intervention, there was also some, um, you know, some reports around Chinese state bank intervention. So PBOC intervening via the, the China state banks. Um, you know, in your mind, is that why the CNY, why the renminbi was so volatile this week? What, what was behind that move? Yeah, Ben, so I think that was part of the story. It all began uh, with the BBOC setting Monday's daily CNY fixing materially higher, just above 716, from where it had almost flatlined the fix around 711 in the run-up to the Party Congress. Uh, and the market read that as, well, Party Congress over, time for the fix to converge with the market exchange rate that, of course, was at the time trading in the uh, mid-720s, meaning significant headroom for higher fixings in the days to come, implying dollar CNY can go on a tear, which it did. It raced into the 730s. The CNY basket fell to 99, a one-month dollar CNH vol printed in double digits, the highest ever in the history of the offshore RMB. 
And this was the backdrop for this reported Asian bank intervention that followed in the subsequent record one-day plunge in dollar CNY to below 720. So the spread is now trading around 726, and my sense is that sustained CNY rallies will be difficult to hold, given the generally downbeat sentiment across Chinese assets that has seen some very heavy outflows from Chinese uh, equities this month. And all of this against the backdrop of pretty attractive carry to be short the currency and against a backdrop of lingering geopolitical risks, right? So I think uh, dollar CNY is still sort of inches higher towards our 740 uh, target for 1Q23, but perhaps without as much drama as we saw this week. So um, the Bank of Japan stayed on hold this week. Um, you know, it's a sign of the times that uh, the ECB raised rates by 75 basis points yesterday, yet the market is calling it a dovish hike. Uh, Bank of Canada early in the week raised by 50 basis points against a market expectation of 75 BP. Uh, so, Ben, what do you make of this uh, dovish central bank mood music that seems to be permeating markets? Is this kind of a durable theme in your mind? Well, look, certainly this has been a good week for those who are looking for signs of central bank pivots. Um, but I think we need to be careful not to conflate a deceleration in the pace of rate hikes with an outright pivot on policy. So just because we're going from, say, 75 to 50 basis points doesn't mean we're still not tightening. Um, having said that, if I look at how G10FX has fared this week, you know, currency is broadly moving in line with market perceptions of, of these central bank pivots, even if we're not getting pivots themselves. So currencies that have had the most taken out of their terminal rate pricing, you know, pretty much down the most on a trade weighted basis. I guess, Ari, look, in, in that context, we have a pretty important um, Fed meeting next week. I guess the question here is, given the, the, the dovish mood music, as you put it, how should we think about the balance of risks around the, the FOMC next week? Uh, yeah, Ben, uh, no, as you rightly described, uh, a lot of pivot enthusiasm in markets, uh, a lot of 2022 trends, not just in FX, but across assets have reversed this month, arguably in anticipation of this sort of dovish shift. And we can continue to, to debate what a pivot means. Uh, but uh, if the price action we've seen over the past week or two, if this represents an opening gambit of sorts to test central banks uh, tightening resolve, I think next week's FOMC should prove highly informative for which way that that debate is going to unfold. It is one thing for yields to merely claw back some of the implied tightening in excess of the Fed's dot plot guidance. It's quite another for the DEC 23 uh, so far to be priced, you know, 37 or 40 basis points below the corresponding median Fed dot, as is the case currently. Uh, this is not as big a discount as we saw in Q3, but uh, if the Fed next week passes up the opportunity to push back against this sort of pricing, notwithstanding the fact that it's going to raise rates by 75 basis points, markets will, you know, in my mind, very likely up the ante by pushing yields and the dollar even lower. And uh, that will render the Fed's job of maintaining restrictive monetary policy for some time in order to restore price stability, as, as Powell put it at his Jackson Hole speech, considerably more difficult than it is today. So my suspicion is the Fed knows this, and hence their communication next week might err on the hawkish side, but we will see. So, I mean, Ari, in that context, we've already had a bit of a pullback in the dollar this week. I mean, is your sense that the dollar, therefore, is relatively insulated if we get a, a dovish Fed outcome on the flip side? Ben, I, I don't think the dollar can be entirely insulated if uh, markets run with a dovish Fed story, but uh, what we can say with uh, some amount of... Uh, 
empirical surety is that uh, you know there was a reasonable amount of cyclical froth in the dollar in late September, early October, roughly two and a half percent, depending on which framework you use to value the the broad dollar. And most of that uh, 2.5%, 3% froth has been now taken out because of the pullback we've seen over the past uh, week, week and a half. Now, that sets us up uh, on a much more balanced footing for the dollar going into next week. So I don't think um, even in a dovish Fed scenario, the dollar is going to sell off uh, you know, very dramatically. I think we've pulled forward some of that price action this week. But nonetheless, uh, I don't think we're going to break the dollar versus Fed rates uh, beta in terms of sign altogether. So if U.S. rates head lower, then I think uh, this dollar sell-off will still have a little more room to run. So with that, we come to the end of this podcast. Thanks very much for listening in. This communication is provided for information purposes only. Please refer to JP Morgan research reports related to its content for more information, including important disclosures. 2022 JP Morgan Chase and Company, all rights reserved. This episode was recorded on October 28th, 2022.